I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. We dive into the world of superhero films. There are only two names that come to mind: DC and Marvel. Both want to be the best. Although I know you'll agree with me when I say that DC has fallen far behind Marvel, not just in the box office but also generally in filmmaking. However, newly appointed chairman and CEO of DC, James Gunn and Peter Safran want to change that. So Gunn and Safran have been working together to reorient the DC universe. And recently, according to Wall Street Journal, the duo revealed the first part of the plan, which is to launch a cinematic DC universe. They announced five films and five new series based on DC comic titles that will be part of the newly revamped DC universe. As we told you in one of our previous episodes, Gunn wants to build a whole new universe that would carve the path for recent entries like Black Adam and the Justice Society. So now the first DC film that will be released under the Gunn Safran leadership will be the Superman Legacy. It's currently being written and is probably going to be released in July 2025. And no. Henry Cavill won't be returning. Batman is also coming back without Robert Pattinson or Ben Affleck in the Brave and the Bold movie, which will be based on the comic book of the same name. Then there's Authority, Swamp Thing, and Supergirl. They also announced some of the much-awaited TV series, including the Peacemaker and Waller, which is a series dedicated to the fictional DC character Amanda Waller. Now, Gunn's experience is something that DC is betting on. I mean, after doing Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel and then Suicide Squad with DC, he is quite the hot shot. But will DC Studios be able to dethrone Marvel? We don't know about that. But the DC Universe has already given us a great start by releasing the trailer of Shazam: Fury of the Gods, and now they seem to be conveying the message: keep patience, DC will be back. For the next few minutes. You are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Shorbury, and this is the deep dive for 2nd February 2023. We can finally rest our excitement around the union budget. All eyes were fixed on Finance Minister Nirmala Sitharaman yesterday as she presented the last full annual budget before next year's general elections. So, what is the verdict? Does it cater to the masses? Does it support economic growth? Is it well balanced? The Signal's co-founder and editor Dinesh Narayanan will be joining us soon in today's episode to give us the final details. But before that, let's quickly go over the big highlights from this budget that's got everybody talking. At a glance, big capital spending by the government, energy transition. Rapid highway construction and investment in public digital infrastructure are some of the top areas of focus in this budget. It's also clearly trying to woo the middle class, the youth, and rural voters before the upcoming polls. So let's start with the tax relief for the middle class, since that's part of the reason for all the anticipation anyway. So the new tax regime has revamped the rebate threshold. It has been raised to seven lakh rupees. The tax exemption limit has been increased to three lakh rupees. The tax slabs have also been revised. The finance minister has reduced the highest surcharge rate, bringing the max tax rate from 42.4 percent to 39 percent in the new tax regime. This might leave more money in people's hands, but the finance minister said that this relief will cost India a net tax revenue loss of rupees 35,000 crores. 
The second big point to note is that this budget is bringing one of the biggest increases in capital spending. Capital expenditure is set to increase for the third year in a row by 33% to 10 trillion rupees. Much of that will go into building infrastructure such as roads, ports and highways. There are also plans to build 50 additional airports, heliports and aerodromes. The railway's capital expenditure is also set to increase to a record high of rupees 2.40 lakh crore. And in terms of quote-unquote green growth, this budget provides 35,000 crores for priority capital investment towards energy transition, an outlay of 19,700 crores for the recently launched National Green Hydrogen Mission was also announced in the budget speech. Some other key points include an 11% increase of agricultural credit to rupees 20 trillion with a focus on animal husbandry, dairy and fisheries. Besides that, the Agriculture Accelerator Fund will be created to focus on agriculture-related startups. But one area of concern is that the Manrega allocation has been slashed by a whopping 32%. In fact, this is the lowest allocation in the last four budgets. As you know, the Mahatma Gandhi National Rural Employment Guarantee Act program or the Manrega scheme provides 100 days of guaranteed wage employment to each rural household every year. This supports manual labourers and women especially. Now, the finance minister hopes to achieve all this without any change in the path to fiscal consolidation. Fiscal deficit for FY23 is expected to clock in at the budgeted 6.4% and for FY24 is targeted at 5.9%. This despite record borrowing of rupees 15.43 lakh crore. And as per reports, ratings agency Moody's said that this fiscal consolidation trend will help stabilize the government's debt burden. But now, without further ado, we move on to Dinesh's analysis of the union budget. Two things Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman did were quite remarkable in her uh, budget for union budget for 2023-24. One was increasing capital expenditure by a whopping 30%, and the second was staying on the course uh, of fiscal consolidation. Fiscal, the staying the course of fiscal consolidation, of course, will uh, assure investors and uh, economists as well as rating agencies that the government is serious about containing debt and uh, would avoid profligacy. The 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 increase in capital expenditure at the same time assures that a certain amount of money is pumped into the economy, and that would sort of anchor growth, uh, even if there are global headwinds even if there are other factors, even if uh, private investment doesn't pick up as much as expected, government uh, investment will sort of stand in for it. Um, she also uh, uh, rationalized and uh, slashed the income tax rates, which is expected to boost uh, consumption, private consumption, as well as aid uh, private uh, investments. Having said that, there were a lot of things which were more signaling, like a lot of measures which are announced for the youth and uh, the farm sector were largely signaling. And she has uh, taken the tried and tested path of increasing fertilizer subsidy and uh, other subsidies to sort of play the election year card. The minister has also laid a lot of emphasis on digitalization. She is hoping that uh, increased digitalization, and this is something which other 
other others have also pointed out like for instance morgan stanley has pointed out that digitalization especially public uh, digital infrastructure like upi or ocen or ondc will be growth enhancing initiatives however these initiatives uh, themselves might not be enough because uh, as our listeners would have heard in previous uh, in a previous podcast that india's internet growth is slowing there are fewer people it is fewer people are um, getting internet connections and one of the reasons for that is the slowing down of uh, mobile phone sales entry level mobile phone sales because of um, higher prices for digitalization to provide the kind of boost which the government hopes it would be it would require a fast expansion of internet uh, which is what we have we've been seeing since 2016 uh, quick penetration of fast internet into uh, various parts of the country loop nook and corners of the country uh, had helped the first uh, wave of digitalization there are a couple of googlies also hidden in the budget um there is uh, there are changes in provisions of what is known as the angel tax uh, which is uh, for startup uh, startups so uh, so far foreign investments coming into startups were not covered by angel invest uh, angel tax but now uh, some experts say uh, tell us that uh, uh, they might be covered with the new provisions which are being introduced in this budget the minister also has done one good turn for uh, medium uh, medium small and uh, micro enterprises these companies small companies uh, as they are they always used to fa- uh, face payment delays from uh, larger suppliers uh, l- sorry l- larger companies to whom they supplied now um, she has introduced a provision wherein uh the larger the companies who source from msmes will have to actually pay the msmes before they can claim tax deduction on those expenses so which this would uh, reduce delays for msmes and that is something which has had been long demanded and it would help improve cash flows for msmes the minister has also reduced uh, allocations for some of the flagship schemes such as mg nrega uh, and uh, national health mission and national livelihood mission and several others whether this budget will deliver growth or not will entirely depend upon global factors how global commodity prices move how oil prices move as also uh, the view of uh, indian entrepreneurs and industrialists whether they uh, increase their capital investment as also private consumption uh, hopefully the minister would be hoping that uh, her tax cuts would boost private consumption and that would underpin economic growth in the coming year you can also check out a budget special newsletter just type the signal.co enter your email id and subscribe and did i mention that it's free and if you like listening to the signal daily please show us some support rate us and review us on apple podcasts and spotify you can also email us at hello@thesignal.co at
The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written, researched and produced by Kushal Banerjee and Me Shorbari, edited by Venkat Anand, mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.